Hey, 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 it's MMA and Beyond. That's it. We're talking fights, the fight game mindset, and whatever else comes up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for giving us reviews on iTunes. Five-star reviews helps other people find us. Ray Longo, back off the plane. Big victory. You can't can't, can't stop forward motion. Al Jermaine Sterling. What's the scientific Sterling. thing? What, an object in motion remains in That's motion. That's the law we're of inertia. inertia. We're, we're in motion. <laughs> we man. are in motion. I, I wanted to actually not even come in, but the inertia. <laughs> the inertia. my ass here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now let me see if the inertia... inertia. <laughs> now if the inertia can wake me up... Oh, man. ...to do a good podcast, then it's really... Then the, that's, the fans. The fans will wake you up, buddy. We got good feedback, there. and we got a lot of people really proud of Al Jermaine. Jermaine Sterling, who went in there, not only got a win, but a convincing win that was an exclamation point. People paying attention to Al Jermaine Sterling. Yeah, against a really, really tough Cody Stamen that, you know, had some good fights with some other people that could not do that. So I think that's a big thing. And again, you know, in in the UFC, a lot of times you get really, really shot to the top quick and it's not like boxing Remember boxing in the old days they'd feed you like 15 guys they let you get your feet wet uh so this was great for aljo man i thought it was a great growing fight i i knew that going in i thought this kid would just push him enough and that first round was crazy man there was yeah. some great scrambles not feeling out yeah and uh you know i think cody probably got pushed a little more than you know he he had to you know, he had to fight a little harder than he probably normally did in some of those scrambles, and I think it kind of took a little toll on him. I think and, so. He's, th- he's throwing that right hand. He's trying to yeah, and he, he was he leaning was, on that right definitely, hand. Definitely, you know, jumping in to get Aljo, which eventually probably would have got him in trouble even with the stand-up because he was, you know, he wasn't really bridging the gap too quick. But uh, I, I thought Aljo was on the money. I thought Aljo yeah, was ending those fight. combos with the kick to yeah, the head. Yeah. I mean, he he was on it. Yeah, he was he was looking uh, he was looking good, man, really good. And I think you know between this and the Brett Johns fight, these are great fights to just you know he's got some momentum now. I'd love to see a Dominic Cruz fight. I think that's a great fight for him. Big name, uh, ex champion. Uh, you know, great fight IQ. I'd love to see what happens in that fight. I think it would be a perfect fight, even for both guys. I think I th- it's a great I think, fight. I think you're right. I think he's tough to... Dominic Cruz, Al, Aljo has mentioned wanting to fight Dominic Cruz before. Dominic Cruz kind of shrugged him off. I think he's a tough guy to shrug off now. I think that it's a, it's a valid conversation um, to have a, with, with Dominic Cruz. And I tell you what, if I'm Dominic Cruz, I fight Aljo now. Yeah, now. He's only I mean, getting that's what better. I'm that's why I say, like, you don't really get the opportunity to have a couple of fights that I consider growing fights. And I think Aljo now, you know, you got to remember, man, he lost a couple in a row. Uh, you know, he was knocked out by Marais. And I think that was more, you know, wrong place at the Lightning wrong time struck. type of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, But he did bounce back. So he's showing qualities that are you know the qualities of a champion and that's not easy to do man a lot of shit going through your head got to pay your bills am i going to get cut two two losses one more what's going to happen renegotiate whatever it is you know what i mean so i think it was a great thing for him and i think he showed that he can you know put the work in and regroup and refocus and uh took on some really tough durable guys man you know, I don't think they were at his skill level, and that was great. But, you know, really two tough guys. Brett Johns, is, you saw even in the last sure. fight, even though he lost, 
I mean, he wasn't going anywhere for a while. And and this kid, Cody Stamen's tough, and his wrestling looked on point, man. He took Aljo down a couple of times. And, again, I thought the scrambles were great. And, uh, yeah, good stuff, man. Really what's, good stuff. What's the corner sounding like after that first round? No, nah, I think we were pretty uh, calm. You know, I was just uh, – I think I was telling him, you know, look, he's he's lunging in with his his punches, but you know, keep the kicks going. I think that's where Aljo's really strong, and uh, I think that was it. I'm not really remembering exactly, but it was pr pretty calm. He said he felt great, and that was it. That's all I remember. And then Matt kind of took over with, with a couple of things, but that that was it. Do you guys discuss before you know ten seconds left? Who's going to talk the most? Who's going to say anything? Is it, is it who's in the corner that you had? You had. Ally Quinta, you were there. Matt Sarah there. Do you guys discuss before the round ends? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the lead on this. How does that work? Uh, I mean, I'm always gonna take the lead in the corner unless I see something. Say it was a whole round on the floor, then I'm telling Matt you're going in. You know, you correct that stuff. There's not much for me to do. Uh, and with Al, it's always like you know, just whatever you think you saw, just tell me ten seconds before. So with Al, it's like that. The third guy normally is. You know, the guy that kind of knows Aljo, and Al, I thought Ali Quinta was a huge help in that corner, even with the training, and just, he's just great for everybody's uh, mentality to be there, because, you know, you know that guy's just coming in guns blazing, sure. but, you know, great guy, he's not screaming, he's not doing, he's not he's over screaming there. me and Matt, he, I think that we're pretty solid, me, Matt, and Ali Quinta, by, by far, I think that's my best feel for a corner. But, um, yeah, so with Al, it's like, Al, if you see anything, just let me know so I can communicate it to him. And then me and Matt, it's, we've been doing it so long, it's, he'll interrupt me, I'll interrupt him. It's, it's, it's natural. It's a very natural corner. And he's, he's been, you know, a little more vocal. I'm normally a little nuttier in the corner, but he's kind of takes over. If he feels like I'm not screaming enough, he'll jump right in there. And that's good. That's a good well, thing. Al Joe's win, a huge commercial for jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Huge and I got to tell you, let's let's do this too, man. Really interesting. Shout out to to Henzo Gracie, man. That's a big night for Henzo. I mean, two of his top black belts from the old days. Two and really two solid dudes at Henzo absolutely loves Matt Serenicato Almeida. Their students pulling off the same freaking submission yes. in a night where you know will never be duplicated again, probably. But again, and, it's and a shout out never to was. It was like, the first in history you know, that ever happened. That lineage never dies, man. I thought that was pretty cool though. And even you know uh, when Zabit had that uh, knee bar on um, his opponent, I think Brandon Davis was it. Maybe I think that was his name. Yeah, Brandon Davis. Yeah, when he had Aljo was when we were watching, he was screaming, "Do not tap! Don't tap!" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is funny when you that see those funny. type of moments. But he's in. We're in the the green room eating. <laughs> Don't tap! Are you kidding? And then we were on the bus with the guys. Like I can't believe you take us. I don't want to tap, you know. But he, but uh. Yeah, it was funny stuff, but how, that's pretty cool, though. No, I mean that's what that, incredible history. I, it's, it yeah, literally so. made history. You know, so uh, crazy, crazy night. That, I think those two submissions alone were worth it. Absolutely, and so so Aljo feeling great calls out Dominic Cruz. Of course, no word from Dominic Cruz anywhere uh, yet, but it's still so early. It's twenty four hours in, so. Uh, hopefully something comes of that. That what a fantastic fight that would be for I, both of them. I think that's a great fight. 
I'd, I'd really love. I'd like to see that fight. You know, and again, how long has Dominic been out now? I think there's a good way to get back in too. Absolutely. And did, did Al Jermaine end up getting a, a fight night bonus or anything? No, definitely not. <laughs> that was the other thing. I go, if they give that bonus to Zabit instead of you, and then we broke it down. His was a last minute replacement. You know, your guy tapped quicker. I mean, we had everything, every angle on that bonus going. But I guess they uh, they went with, uh, obviously, you had to go with Woodley. And uh, I think the girls fight, right? Maybe two girls fights. Or... Yeah, they went with uh, Woodley, Andraj, uh, Aldana, and Lucy Pudliova. Yeah. Um, but speaking I mean, of the, the Andraj fight, fight, I think that was that was pretty cool. So yeah. That I go with the other fight. And was, not only that, but she has, she has the I most uh, ten UFC victories, the most by any female in the company history. She has four fight night bonuses for the UFC. Strawweight bouts are the most in divisional history. Let me tell you something, Steve. You don't see girls get knocked out like that. No, that was a right Brutal. hand from hell. No, that, that, <laughs> that rocked her head back. You don't you don't see that a lot. I mean, do you think that that's power a, or is that technique or is that a combination? Well, that's that's, that's a both? Co combination of everything. That's timing. You know, you know, one person stepping in as the other person's throwing everything. And if you look even at the replay. I'm just going off a little bit of memory, but uh, Carolina didn't. She didn't even look. She was kind of like bobbing and weaving, and her head came up, and then you get hit with a sledgehammer, you know. So it's not like she saw it. You know, the old saying: "It's always the punch you don't see that gets you." And that was a pretty good example of. It's like you know, in the was, military, they tell you they say, "If you hear the bullet, keep running. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you hear it, because it already passed you, that <laughs> that <laughs> that means it passed you already, buddy. You're not yeah. going to hear the one that hit you. Yeah. So it's kind of like moving. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's funny, man, because sometimes you exchange like both guys throw a right hand at the same time, which has happened a lot. You like. Holy fucking shit, I'm glad I didn't just get hit with that. You know, both guys yeah. miss. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, it's it's like, damn, if I would have got hit with that. What do you think about the the Woodley fight? To, Man, to, I got to a... tell you what. Look, I picked Till. I, you know, I said, I think I said before, uh, you know, I wanted Woodley to win, but I thought Till was going to win. Uh, I think, you know, you got to give it up to Woodley, Dude, man. Now he's, he's you know, in, in one fight. Yeah, in one fight, he's looking like he solved that puzzle pretty pretty uh, dominantly. And he definitely exposed him off his back for sure. That was, you know, probably the equivalent of a blue belt. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Right. Yeah. Did, you see the, did you see the weight cut? Did Till have a bad weight cut? Or? Uh, I mean, he came in a pound lighter, but I don't think that was – hey, look, he, he, look. Doc's bringing up a good point, though, because you can now go back and go, because he didn't make the weight with Wonderboy, um, maybe that's well, why. He's at the edge, yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that's it. So that becomes now another... Calls it all in question. Yeah, holds it all. I think it makes it even more so he interesting. he got mauled. No, he got mauled. No, he Yeah. You know. Those I mean, he's def look, he's tough. Yeah. There's no question about that. Um no, he, he he's tough when we're we're watching highlight videos now. I mean, he's tough, but he he got mauled. I mean, no, he, he got mauled. There was no point in time that Woodley was in any danger, and and finishing with a Darce joke like that. Yeah, it I looked mean, like he even started yeah. slow because he wanted to conserve his energy. So, I tell you, Wonder Boy's dad put out a tweet that was pretty rough. I don't know if you saw that, 
Um, but it was it was it was pretty harsh. But it was like ha ha ha. Phil got exactly what he deserved. Nothing, you know. Oh, so wow, I think wow. he's you know. Oh yeah, yeah. It was pretty pretty bitter. And I think look, you got to go back, Steve, and go. Why would you want to make weight? You you're being rewarded. Like you don't make weight, right? So you're ineligible for the bonus, but you could fight for the championship the next fight. So where's the mentality for that? Well, that, that what signal are you sending out with that, man? So it gets, it gets crazy. And uh, but but this is this is now you're that's that's going back to UFC stuff. I mean, allegedly the UFC knew that Brock Lesnar was 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 peeing hot when he was fighting Mark Hunt. Isn't that the what Mark Hunt legal uh, connection was? So. If they knew or allegedly knew that the guy was uh, was going in hot and that he was going to fail before and after, but let him fight another human being anyway, you think they give a shit that yeah. that <laughs> that till yeah. that till didn't make weight if he gets the title shot if it's going to put money in their pocket, it, 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 they're they're going to do it. But it's a great point that you make that had till. I thought that he was having trouble with it. I think I even connected with with Ray, and I I heard Till in an interview. He actually he was in an interview in Matt's podcast. Oh right, right. And he sounded uh, on UFC Unfiltered with Matt Sarah and Jim Norton, and in the first couple of minutes, he sounded almost disoriented. Like he wasn't sure who he was talking to. Sounded tired, like he just woke up. And I think one of the guys even asked him, "Hey, hey, did you just wake up? Were you out in about West Coast? Where are you?" He's like, "No." I'm in Dallas, <laughs> he's like I'm in Dallas, and he never, at most, during the entirety of the interview, even then when they were talking about like strip clubs in in Brazil, at the at the peak of the interviews, entertainment, he at most he sounded tired, like it, it, he right. never sounded good. So, um, I I think I messaged you and 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 said, hey, listen, no, I, he sounds exhausted, and and should he lose, I could imagine that he leaves that weight class. And so I, I wonder if by making weight, by being so determined to make weight, if he didn't get there, compromise. Maybe he's a compromised fighter and he knows it because he got mauled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got mauled. And, and Woodley isn't, you know, he's obviously the champion for a reason. But this was complete, a complete, complete mauling. And, and so uh, the chasm shouldn't be that big. And I wonder if he didn't make weight, if, it, if he would have done better. And that might have been a strategy of his before, but he he, uh, he, he knew that he would he would he would hear it endlessly if he if he didn't make weight again. Curious to see if he yeah, stays in that I'll division. It makes it makes it a, a very very live topic, man. It really does. And and so I wonder um, with Aljo talking about his weight cut, he said he had a little a little more of a challenge this time. Look, if you look at Aljo, where is he getting away from? I mean, that guy's a, almost a. He's, he he's was like at four a, point he's something. Figure. Yeah, he's an action figure, and yeah, he and he right. looks like that when when you think he's off season. Exactly. And he's like, "Oh, I'm feeling fat," and you're looking at like eight pack abs, twenty four like, pack yeah. abs. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, "Wait, yeah. <laughs> he's fat when he has eight pack abs. It's, it's not the twenty four, <laughs> right?" Like, yeah, when you see him when he what he considers his off season, you don't know how if he says he's he's at one sixty or whatever he said he is. Like, I don't know how, where does he lose that weight, but he gets there. You but, know, he uh, gets there, and he's not really, he's never missed, and he's hes always gone out, and, you know, you have to really talk to him about that, yeah. but it seems like he's all right. He, he's got a, I don't think he cuts weight like uh, everybody said, else. I mean, 
He said he was having he, he, he I mean his in, biggest his post fight interview he was saying like wow man he's like you know sometimes I, I wonder if it's worth that struggle but then I see the guys in the next division and, and they're huge. huge. No, no, he's he's, he's right. He's like with I that have balance. to. Like these yeah, guys yeah. are like six feet tall. No, like he's I right can't. With that. But it's his, crazy. His biggest dilemma in this weight cut is that he couldn't find a big of peanut M and M, so he had to get a Twix bar instead. <laughs> That's I'm like I was, I'm counting on the peanut M and Ms when we go up there. But look at this guy. So Aljo, and 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 it's not because he's on the team. It's we're fortunate he's on the team. But you look at him objectively. That's a professional. He gets there. He makes the adjustments. He gets to the weight that he needs to get to. He doesn't uh, destroy his body doing it. He doesn't. He doesn't find any excuses. And yes, he has the dilemma of not being able to find peanut M and M's or something yeah. like that. But you, you don't see him um, uh, uh, creating those circumstances for himself uh, as other fighters are doing. Like this fight that got that canceled? got canceled. Oh and, yeah, and another problem. Look at that. I mean, how much of that do you think was? I mean, first I think off, she listened to your podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think if she, she listened she to the podcast, destroyed. I think that would have been the first problem. I think Bullet Valentina is as close to a primate as <laughs> as, as, as you can get, yeah. where she's been fighting her whole life, and she smells and sniffs and sees things normal people don't see, and she saw this from a thousand miles away. She's. I feel like she. She just noticed, smelled fear, or knew something, some some sort of as as Joe Rogan would say, some sort of fuckery was what <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was it was was happening, and and she was the producer. Please look up fuckery. <laughs> we, is that like in the Urban Dictionary? I want to say if it is, it should be Joe Rogan. Yeah. He, he, I, he was the first one I, I ever heard say it. Was hilarious. Some, yeah. That was some fuckery. <laughs> and 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 she was she was not incorrect where. Sure enough, I mean, she said, until this woman's standing across from me in a locked cage, I won't believe this fight is happening. Mm -hmm. And she was not wrong. Oh, what does fuckery. it say? There is a fuckery. fuckery. There you go. Does it attribute it to Joe Rogan as it should? Uh, it does not. Uh, All right, but at least it's up there. I can't say he was the originator, but it was he was the yeah. place I originally heard that it from. That is really funny. And it's a funny word because yeah. very accurate for situations like this. And so it's um again shout out to Aljamain Sterling for always setting the standard and professionalism in our gym and 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 showing others how to do it and congratulations again. Tyron Woodley picks up the black belt, which is always it's really cool to see. I think I, I saw John Anik right. Hey, he's almost emotionless after he darts a till, but then is you know is has this his mouth open and and really emotional when he receives his black belt. A lot of time goes into that, and when you receive a black belt from from somebody who you admire a lot, uh, that's got to be an emotional situation. What do you think's next for Woodley? Uh, I think they already said it's Covington. Really? Yeah, I think that's what they said. Uh, he can't be too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't be too happy about that. What else would you do, though? I think that's the... GSP coming. won't fight him. No. Yeah, no, that's, no not, that's not happening. No, GSP's talking about the winner of yeah, yeah, going down to one fifty five. But uh, I'm saying Covington and the other guy. I mean, Covington's been quiet now that I brought his name up, right? <laughs> yes, I haven't even. He hasn't been yelling at anybody or doing anything. No, you. I think he he went and was next to the president, and he was like, "All right, I'm good." It's yeah, done. I literally I, went I, as right, high as he, I can go. He seems to <laughs> man. He quieted down quick. Even for this fight, I mean, I don't really, I'm not on social media, but 
I would have thought I would have heard it some other way. I, I figure if, if this site is this fight gets signed or starts getting close to getting signed, I feel like we'll hear it ramp up and it'll go in a million different directions. Jimmy Rivera defeats John Dodson, unanimous decision. A lot of people call the fight boring. There's a lot of technicality to it that, that people tend to see as boring. Uh, but not an exciting fight. No. But but Dodson, you know, he fights that type of fight. He's a real counterpuncher. You know, he's a little guy. He's in and out. Uh, he, he's a tough guy to fight. I think Rivera did a great job with keeping the pressure on him. And yeah, that's probably one of those fights both guys think they won, you know. And uh, I think Jimmy won that fight. But yeah, it's just like I have, like even with Aljo, it's just I, I don't even think Aljo and Dotson, he just, like I would tell Aljo, I think he makes for a boring fight, though. Doesn't mean he's bad, but he knows how to stay within himself. And. He's got his own way, and, you know, he's successful sometimes. I mean, he gave Demetrius Johnson fits in that first fight. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, people really want to – there was so much action on this card, that's what people want to see. I well, mean, that's what Fee, they want. You had the girl knocked out. You had, you know, the Nico Price fight was good. The uh, the Stewart fight was good. There was a lot of knockouts. So that other kid, uh, Neil uh, – I don't even think I ever heard of him uh, with Camacho. Yes, Camacho. What a, yeah, what a Second fight round. that was, you know. I yeah. was happy for Jim Miller, too. Yeah, and then, you know, that's another, like, this card, even with Jim Miller and Diego Sanchez, I mean, two really guys that, I mean, how many fights does Jim Miller have in the UFC? Well, he just, he, didn't he just surpass Bisping with, with this yeah, past he fight? He could. I mean, that's a Probably, lot yeah, of he, fights, he just man. surpassed Bisping. And he rolled right through that guy. I'm really, really happy for Jim Miller because, man, he's been around forever. And, you, you know, I think he had a bunch of losses before that. So good stuff him. And Diego, he's just a good dude, man. He's got good energy. I mean, we were all screaming for him in the in the dressing room. And, you know, his opponent was in our dressing room. But, <laughs> you know, even when I saw, saw him lay, I got to do it. You can, it's hard to root against that guy at this point. He's just a good guy. He's a really good dude, and we talked to him after the fight. We were eating, and I don't know, I'm I'm just happy for that guy. You know, you know, he won me over even after the Al fight when I was walking. The doctor actually had to come out of, you know, the uh, room where they assess everybody after the fight. And they go, look, I, the guy wants to come out and just congratulate you. Let me, I'm telling you for him that he, wow. well, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll always be a Diego Sanchez fan. That's what he's thinking about, even after the fight. He's a good dude with a big heart. He's a pioneer of the sport. I mean, he's he's done everything. He's fought in different weight classes. He's, he's a good guy. And you had a busy week, man. So while Aljo's fighting and you're in Dallas, you got some more Law MMA guys yeah, in combat. I'm... Congrats to Steve Lee. Congrats to Pumi. And, of course, Dom Cole as well. Congratulations! Got a good, good, some good momentum at the gym, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good energy, man. Everybody's feeding off everybody, and you know the amateurs are really, really, you know, sparring with the pros, and they're looking good, man. We got a bunch of young fighters uh, that are really, really. And young. I don't want to say Steve Lee won because he was on the podcast right before. No, no, you but, could say. But it. It. I think <laughs> that, I think he gave gonna, plenty of. Let me it tell you something. Be. I'm going to say it's the only reason he won. Forget about it. you. Don't want to say it. I'm saying it's the only <laughs> the reason. The only he won. reason he, he won. was so happy. <laughs> About the podcast, and I know he wanted to win for Munkin's mother more well, than anything. If, for those so. of you listening who aren't sure what podcast referring to, we're referring to the last podcast titled Munkin's Mom. Don't miss that podcast. <laughs> if you ever listen to that, trust me, go back. 
listen to it. Otherwise but, uh, known as Mrs. Munkin and Beyond. <laughs> right, Mrs. Munkin and Beyond. But, uh, yeah, I think that's the only reason he won. He was so pumped up, man. It goes, goes to show you what a positive mindset and happiness will do for you, that's Steve. It. Come on. That's what it does. Hey, listen, everybody. You listen to MMA and Beyond. You can check out... Uh, our website, MMAandBeyond.com, you can have give us feedback. We can get to feedback in a second. First, I want to shout out to Onnit. If you're if you're if you're refining, improving, enhancing your life in any way, check out Onnit.com/slash MMAbeyond. If you're already getting supplements, if you're already participating, why not save ten percent? Ten percent. Use promo code MMAbeyond. Also, check out. Longo and Weidman, MMA.com. That's Longo and Weidman, MMA.com. You can find out all information about what the gym, what's going on there, including the Wimp to Warriors project. That's a growing grassroots MMA program originally from Australia. And it's making waves in the United States. It's called the Wimp to Warrior program. So participants, regardless of experience in martial arts or fitness level, they go on a 22-week training schedule, which culminates in them competing in an amateur MMA fight. It's awesome. Whether you want to get in shape, you want to participate with your family, check it out. That's at longoandwidemanmma.com. So let's go to some, some uh, feedback, Ray. We got uh, Roger. You brought this up last time, Ray. Roger chimes in. Subjects get the money. He writes, I like the idea of how it, having out-of-contract Fighters make money on YouTube fights. Will more promoters see the value in this? Man, I'm telling you, I'm, that's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm I, feeling. I, I think that promoters are seeing the value and, and, and trying to figure out how to how to monetize that because that having out of contract fighters is that's a thing. There it are fighters fighting out their contract now. They're not giving in like they used to. They they sign right before. You have the Sage Northcuts out there that, you know, unless the UFC signs him as something big, he could be a free agent. And there's nothing that says he can't go fight somebody who wants to, somebody who has a platform who wants to fight. It could be another professional athlete. It could just be a celebrity of some sort. If people pay Ray, if people will pay Dr. Hey, Sherry, listen, there you, go. you pick hey, up a couple million dollars before you sign your next UFC contract, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, exactly. I and if you're a promoter, why wouldn't you I'm, offer that promotion? I'm, start, I'm starting to see that as the, what's the gonna, wave of the future. Yeah, what's going to happen. Let me ask some. What do you, like, I, I heard some, we, a couple of things we talked about over the weekend, but Chuck against Tito, any interest in that fight? I have no interest in seeing the fight. But I do have interest in seeing how the fight does. Right. I mean, what do you think? What do you think they'll charge for that fight? I think that they won't go. Uh, I think that at most they'll do twenty nine dollars. You know, I said twenty nine ninety five. Now the guy I was talking, I said, "No, they'll charge sixty bucks for that." I said, I, "Not a thousand. Yeah, they they can't do it." I think they're going to charge it. forty or fifty for it. Well, it, wow. they they can charge what they want to charge, but but. For but me, see, I think, that see, I think if this, I was doing it, I'd go at twenty nine, yeah, so that I'd get I would more go people. Twenty nine ninety five. I'd go you know. ten and be able to say, <laughs> "Look, we sold, you know, uh, 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 five hundred thousand, as look, opposed he, to doing fifty or sixty and saying, hey, we got, you know, twenty thousand. He, here's the deal: you know, are they fighting for the money, or are they fighting because they want to really fight? You know what I mean? Because if they really want to fight, I would lower that price and get as many eyeballs. I don't on think that they're fighting possible. because they want to fight. I think they're fighting because they want the money, and I yeah. think the deal that Oscar has with them and I I don't know this right. but I suspect the deal that Oscar De La Hoya has with them for Golden Boy Promotions is 
heavily dependent on how many quote unquote asses they can put in the seats. So I think that I think that where he's not trying to lose money, I think the golden boy business angle in this is where they're not trying to lose money mm -hmm. is that he's saying, yeah, you guys do this. We'll set this up. We'll get the promotion. We'll do all the logistics. We'll have all the ticket master and whatever oh. else we have to do. We all do it. all you guys have to do bombard your social medias, get the people up. We'll make sure that you meet. Look, the last time he had to meet at a UFC event, you didn't right. have to set it up. They had to step and repeat everything there. It had them, had them uh, lock eyes for. So I think that Oscar is doing the promotional meet there, and I think they'll make money based on how many people buy this. They're each getting 30%. 30%. So 60% as the promoter, he's giving – them 60% of what comes in. And he's taking 40. He's taking 40. He doesn't have to throw a punch. So it's, uh, and, and for the for the whole event. And so. again, that, that's not a bid. Think about it. That's a, and 40% for not throwing a punch, buddy. Are you yeah. kidding me? Uh, so, so, but I mean, you know, you do have production costs and you do have course. a lot of behind the scenes stuff. It's not, you know. But, but, but that's the, he, they're getting 30% of after that's paid for. Or are they getting 30% of the growth? Like I think they're partners in this thing, man. Yeah, because I would think that if I was structuring the deal, I would say, yeah, and then what we the money we make will split. Well, then but that... we'll cover these costs for us. I mean, I, 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 w I wouldn't imagine that Oscar would cover the cost 100%. Well, no, not, but they're either, they're all, no, either they're all sharing in the yeah. profits and losses together or then it's yeah. the exact way you said it. Yeah. 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 So after all that's paid Done, for, yeah. they get thirty percent. Exactly. I mean, as the promoter. Yeah. Well, I mean, they still could risk not even making that. You could. You could no, absolutely. You, know, you, you, you have still, to see. But that's yeah. why you have to go with Chuck and Tito because yeah. you have to go with established names right. and see. You know, if if exactly. if believe me, if I'm Golden Boy right now, I'm talking to Sage. I'm talking to Logan Paul. I'm talking to. CM Punk's brother. I'm talking <laughs> anyone I can get. I, 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 anyone I could get. No, no, that deal the way that is is perfect for sure. But I'm, I'm really interested. I can't see I, them if they're charging forty nine ninety five. I think they're shooting themselves in the foot with that. I think that if if um, Chris that Logan Paul fought KSI was it? Yeah. For ten dollars, and they combined had like forty million social media people, or something like that, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and, about and charged ten dollars. So Chuck and Tito do not have probably together even two million media. Right. So to charge that much would be uh, would be silly. The Chuck and Tito fan base probably has more money than the the Logan Paul KSI fan base because they're probably an older. You know, people my age remember Chuck and Tito, but the the Logan Paul and KSI fans were tend to be younger, so maybe they weren't wouldn't be willing to shell out that money. But I don't think it'll make. Yeah, that parents buy kids, and so so I I think that that's um, it'll be interesting to see, buddy. That I, like I I'm not interested to see the fight so much, but I am interested to see um to see the business dynamic of it because I'm, there I'm could, there's dying, a viable business here from dying a business city, aspect. Man. There's a viable business here. You, if, if Chuck and Tito make a good amount of money, welcome back Vidor Belfort. Welcome back oh, all yeah. these dudes who are be like, wait up, a yeah. second. 
Remember me? And here come back all, all the old people who used to be on posters yeah, yeah, coming yeah. right back because it's, oh, if I could pick up a million dollars or so. And I tell you, man, the hardcore fans will say, you know, I just want to support the guy. If you really like them, you're almost kicking yeah, him to his retirement fund. him for fund, $29, yeah. no yeah, problem. Yeah, why not? Yeah, $60, right. you start going, well, <laughs> he wasn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he wasn't that great. That's yeah, funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, but uh, you might uh, ultimately be seeing the death of like formal promotions, though, with the Logan kind of thing. Well, it, it it's what um, it's like Netflix is to cable. It's, it's like some of the things that the the speaking event uh, we went to, where yeah. they didn't use any; they just use their own your own social media following. You just do it yourself. Exactly. It's 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 what I'm going to do in Florida this this week. Just basically just using my own. Social media following filled up a, a university. I mean, so it, it's it's a it's a tremendous thing that you don't have to use that anymore. What used to be old promotions now. Yeah, no, I think it to me. Was it Dane Cook who sold out the garden just on his? This is going back. Oh, I'm too. sure he did. Yeah, Louis C.K. Obviously, before he was in trouble, he changed the game as well. Uh, also, where he initially said, "No, nah, I'm not going to do any." Netflix was still kind of new and. Um, and Comedy Central was the big comedy place. And he said, no, you know, I think I'm just going to sell my DVD on my website. And he made like $5 million in 20 minutes or something like that. Just because he got to keep it. He just yeah, got yeah, to keep it. it was his. Yeah, and so it's. I, I think that that's, uh, that's something interesting. So, Roger, thank you so much for writing in. We've been talking about it on and off the show. So, yes, more promoters will see the value in this, and they'll see it more as it starts to play out. You can gauge pretty well uh, through what Golden Boy is going to do uh, to see how hard it is. It can't be easy. You're watching the UFC with its, with its roster of, of – of, of fighters and, and, and top-notch individuals. You're watching them try to do a million other things to try and generate fan base and, and, and stop a decline. So it can't be easy like most businesses, but we might be seeing something, a, a, a new way to to pick up some money here as far as businesses and, go. And I got to tell you another thing, man. Even because we're looking at uh, even CM Punk, maybe he should have made that decision. Even before going to the UFC, oh, if it had it. if it had been wow. an option like that, yeah. probably nobody realized yeah, until now. Like, exactly. oh, this is a thing. Because I mean, do. imagine CM Punk grabbing a guy who lost his contract, and it, I mean that that would have sold. It that would have sold more than putting it on the card and getting everybody upset. And why is this guy on there? Yeah. And Crazy. Well, it would also it would also have given uh, fighters more leverage when negotiating with a UFC because you do have the bigger contract, the bigger, more popular fighters who could say a Paige Van Zant, yeah. who, who could say, dude, I'll go make triple on, yeah. uh, on, yeah. on YouTube like, yeah. and I'll get to keep it. Like it's not even. Yeah. And, and so uh, you'll, ha you'll see this, this could change the game as far as that goes. If this is successful, do you know when that Tito and uh, Chuck uh, fight is? November oh, 24th. Yeah, it's not. Did you see the video of Chuck hitting pads? No, <laughs> not no, man. Buddy. But Chuck was never a. He he had a hard overhand. I don't think <laughs> not, he was no, ever that. No, with the respect pad, to right. Chuck Liddell and everything that he has done, I'm sure that he would disconnect my head from my body if he hit me. This particular video, he did not. Did he did not look, uh, crisp. you know, crisp. He did not look crisp. 
Oh my God, <laughs> skull crushers with twenty pounds. What was that? No, he's he, there's a video where he's like hitting pads, and it's um. I'm not a professional, but <laughs> it's not it. It isn't it isn't what I would call crisp, uh, uh striking. Well, he your was. striking's pretty good. You've been working with Jenny. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do we got here? What are we looking at here? Yeah, look here. This. Who's holding Seppo? That's interesting. I don't know, but Ray Longo's got the smirk. No, no, no. He's <laughs> looking. He's it's all good. <laughs> Ray Longo's got it's the smirk. Good. How old is he now? Wait, Diego pays tribute to 49? Mike Perry. <laughs> you, you go down the you YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you don't you do start that. Going don't do that, Christopher Ducey. Yeah, we're you start drift, getting down the YouTube all. rabbit That's... hole. We'll be we'll be watching bears fight eagles in a second. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Jesse. Jesse writes in Ray. This one's for you. Lost causes. She writes. Uh, Does it break your heart when you get a fighter that has so much potential but doesn't put in the work? Or are you too busy and just have to move on? No, it definitely breaks my heart. Has that That's happened a, great a bunch? Question. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know, sometimes you see the guy just, you know, sometimes it's not, uh, it's even mentally he can't sure. make the, you know, it's not even a physical thing because he's physically there, but he just mentally doesn't have the capability. So yeah, that's a, that's a heartbreaker. But that's even, you know, isolated down to even in a fight. You know the guy could be had he's better yeah, than what he sort showed. Of block, right? Exactly. You know what I mean. So that that's never a good thing. You know, because I look at the end of the day, man. If a guy goes out there and he really just performs to the best of his abilities, win or lose, man, it's a good night. It is what it is. You know. So, but when you when it's not like that, it's so that's always a, a bad thing for me. I never feel good about that. Where where they just don't seem to. Uh, especially if you're seeing them and you're watching them through the entire training camp and you're watching them yeah. do incredible things and then on fight day they're just yeah, not, maybe they're let something strike them out or you know some bullshit thing interfere with their performance that stinks that's not good is is that do you have any sort of um uh protocol for that or like Jesse's saying do you you just have to move on i mean there's uh, well, do you say, hey, don't, 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 uh, don't watch, uh, don't read your Twitter feed. Don't, uh, you know, if you, if you notice that somebody there is apt, there's a bunch of guys that have said, just get off of fucking YouTube, <laughs> get off of any social media. Some guys take shit hard, man. And like, if you can't handle that, that's not a good sign, you know, because you get addicted to look. Social media, or even regardless of fighting or anything, you know, if you got to watch some idiot on social media, they, they, that's just not good for you. You know, it's almost <laughs> like having negativity around. Yeah, you. sure. It's like it's just bad. You know what I mean? So when you're in the middle of it and you had a slip up and people are killing you and you got to read it, um, I mean, we're all human, but just it's almost like an alcoholic. Don't don't go to a bar. You know, <laughs> stay away from it. That's you know, that's it. I, look, I get tortured on social media, you know, especially before I lost the waist fat. You know, uh, hey, thanks. Thanks for reminding me. Like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I never really gave a shit. You know what I mean? But 
people try to like it is what it is, man. I know what I've done, and not some fucking jackass I never met isn't going to switch my opinion on right, that. Right, right. You know, so, but Couch I think the young, you know, 62. I am older. I am older too. You know what I mean? So, so it doesn't hold that weight. Yeah, it, it you know, maybe I guess maybe that's it. But some of the younger guys, man, they have to stay off social media. It takes them down. I've seen that. Yeah. Well, so. if, if especially Doc Sherry, you know that you know this, especially if you have built your social media following to be a big dopamine hit, exactly. and and you yeah. you look for that kind of acceptance and, and validation, and then when it turns, uh, you know, no, we could negative. Do, yeah, we could do a whole show on this. Oh, I yeah. mean, there, there's guys that'll put up like horrendous shit, you know, and then you look and it's got like 14 likes, like. What satisfaction are you even getting out of that? Right. Like, if you have to, if you're that guy where you got to put something up for 20 likes and they're all the same likes on every fucking picture or post you put up, I mean, what it, why? Well, yeah, right. Yeah, we, why? Why? Like, what? You're not reaching nobody. Because you need the external validation to yeah. give yourself some. Exactly. Some and that sucks, steam. man. You know, we, I see that in the gym. Even when I'm out of fight, I got guys sending me shit of what people are putting up. I'm like, wow, this motherfucker. <laughs> I feel, I, I really feel bad for a lot of people. I really do. Like, I, yeah, I just don't even know what I'm looking at. But. It's got to be, it, it's got to be comic. It, it's, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be something funny as far as yeah. like watching. Because I didn't grow up with it either. You yeah. didn't at all. I know when I try to explain what it even is to my dad. It's it's comic just just I'll show him a video. My brother will send a, a video of my nephew. He's four years old, and he'll be and he'll say, you know, the video will be like, "Hi, Grandpa, it's great." So I'll go over, I'll show it to my dad. My dad will start talking to the <laughs> to the video. Like he just doesn't even understand like what it. He doesn't even understand. He's looking at a video. He thinks it's more space age than that he thinks he's on like a facetime or That's a great. skype and so he'll start talking to the video and i don't have the heart to tell him it's not <laughs> happening <laughs> live like I don't. so so what social media would be to him is, is incredible and for me i see it i see the the angles of it i see people the the way that they the way that they run it the way that they use it and uh, it can absolutely get under someone's skin and you see you oh, see yeah, it you gotta, you you gotta see, you're watching conor mcgregor Hope that that's how Khabib interacts with it when right, he attacked right. his dad. Like you, you start seeing it as a weapon. I know that that military psyops have a whole division yeah. on how to use. That's it. that's and, a little different than what I, what I was originally talking about. But that at least I think you're using for some sort of purpose. For, <laughs> you're saying I just, at least understand it. Right. I I don't even understand why somebody would want to even embarrass himself like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I guess it's got to be like narcissistic in some sort of validation yeah right you, you you have built up a persona of yourself that obviously instagram does not agree with you know what i mean <laughs> right like, you the know people like, have voted you yeah. have seen yourself as <laughs> All something 14 of them yeah right and you got you got 27 likes right, right you know yeah. but in your head you walk I, it's it's crazy that's so funny it's horrible <laughs> very horrible let's talk about something uh uh doc sherry this could go to you please marco marco writes in uh what is your opinion about intermittent fasting um they've done some really good studies with intermittent fasting and some people do very very well on it um it's they've shown that in terms of weight loss if you structure it with certain low 
low fat or low uh, calorie diets, you can have the same health benefit from it. You may lose the same amount of weight. Um, so if that's something that's that's good for you and you're comfortable with it, I think it's a good diet to go so with. So you say give it a whirl. See give if it, a whirl. it works for you. Absolutely. All right. Some people it does. Some people it doesn't. Correct. Simple enough. Simple enough, Marco. You heard it right there from Doc Sherry. Uh, BJJ for life subject is prepping. He writes, is one type of fighter more difficult to prep for than another? Like, would you rather prep for a striker or a grappler? Well, me personally, I'd rather <laughs> prep for a striker because it's what I like doing. But, uh, no, I, but it's a great question though. And I think, you know, like even just the guys with great cardio, that's hard to prep for, you know, because then you got to be, that's one thing that has to be on point. You could actually, you could be great at what you're doing, but if the guy wears you out, you know, it's that old right. fatigue makes cowards of us all. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so he's, that's a great question. So, yeah, different people will pose different problems, but not as far as even striking or wrestling. I think it's other attributes. Some guys might be technically good, but they can't break an egg. Some guys have to hit you once and the fight's over. So that's different. You know what I mean? Like... You could take risks with one guy, and you got to be careful with another guy. I think even like Till and Woodley both have that. Not even Till as much as Woodley's got one punch. Power. Yeah, stunning power for sure. Whether he knocks you out, but he's going to get your attention. And, uh, you know, so that makes it difficult. I think that's why you saw even Till hanging back. He couldn't really take that many risks because the – you know, what was coming back with it was, was a big price tag, you know, and that's actually what happened. You, so, so you, you take, you take a look at the, the traits your fighter has, you see the matchup that's coming and then you yeah. focus on, on how to counter, how you can best expose their holes and how right. you can protect yeah, exactly. yourself. Oh, right. yeah. Even like with this fight with Cody Stamen, I, I, I think Cody was tough without a doubt. You know, he hasn't lost yet. He showed that. But I thought Aljo was technically the better fighter in every area. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, that, that comes into play in how you, how you train him. And you know, even in Aljo's case, and I'll always say this, we were training for Ra, Ra, uh, Ronnie Yaha. I want to make sure I get his name right. And he, back, he backed out the last two weeks maybe, and Murray stepped in. That is a huge difference. I did sure. not like that for a variety of reasons. But one of them was because I didn't think, you know, Ronnie obviously has a great ground game, but I'm really comfortable with Aljo's ground. So I wasn't really worried he doesn't have anywhere near the stand-up Aljo has. So it was a it was a, a good fight for Aljo. And then to go into with a, a powerful Marais and even look what he's done to people afterwards. Right. You know what I mean? So whereas standing up, I don't think Ronnie Yaha could hurt you. The other guy could kill you. You know what I mean. So that's a big that's a big change. So yeah, it's a great question, and you know, like again, we all have to learn from that. But I wouldn't have taken that fight. You know, I would have rather say I would take it on an eight week camp where you could game right. plan and you know bring in other guys that can mimic him, get you know a lot of gym wars and that type of shit. But you know, yeah, everybody everybody's different, and you do have to look at that, and it's more attribute based than what maybe he's thinking like wrestling boxing it's more power endurance you know stuff like that does the ufc reach out and say okay okay uh for aljo we have these three fighters in mind which one you know and yeah, then try yeah, and connect yeah. is that they'll the way that to, works yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll work with you a little bit yep 
Because you got to remember, they're dealing with, they have to take their list of fighters and see who's fighting, right? So a lot of guys are off the table for two or three months, and then they see who's left, and this is the guys that are available. You These know. are the dates that yeah, are available. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it goes like so that. So the uh, Chris Weidman and Luke Rockhold fight finally put up. It's finally official. Man, they finally made it official. It's finally official. Looking good, feeling good? Looking good, feeling good. Ought to be in Bollywood. But uh <laughs> No, really good. So that's that's a that's a good thing. I thought that fight was done a couple of weeks ago, but that's interesting that they just decided they, to they he's just, been training, so it just went up. It's on the UFC uh uh website officially yeah, now. Really... Still no main event. They're waiting for me and Logan Paul to get in there. There you go. I'll have to drop a couple pounds. And you're still holding to the John Jones. I I I think that it I think that in order for it to be again, I go right back to business nerd. Yeah, 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 in yeah. order for them to be doing this with a with a pay per view with no main event, it's because they want it to be big. Right, and right. I think that they would want a, a a John Jones, and who John Jones would fight, I'm not sure, but I think that they're trying their hardest to make that happen. That's my guess. No, that's interesting. I mean, I was sure they want that to happen. I just think Usada. I'm not sure he's allowed, or the commission, whoever regulates. I don't think he's allowed to fight before the end of the year. That's I think that's the issue. But you know, money talks and yeah, bullshit listen, walks yeah, like everything know. else. Yeah, that's the. Usada's yeah. in a little trouble now too with Tommy Hauser's article that came out. I mean, it was more b- Wait, boxing. Wait, share what's this article? Yeah, I don't so know what it is. Girl, let's hear let's it. Let's hear yeah, the so scoop. The scoop. So basically, Tommy Hauser wrote an article that said that. And who's Tommy Hauser? He is probably one of the best boxing writers around. Oh, great. Um, among other things, he's written some great books over the years. Um, one about Muhammad Ali. So anyway, um, he came out with this article that said that USADA is catching, or or there are fewer than one percent of boxers that are are being caught, and statistically that doesn't make sense because be, Va- right. VADA's coming out with much higher statistics, which is another testing agency run by Margaret Goodman, um, and so he just kind of questioned as to what was going on, so now they're kind of in a questionable spot. Wow. Which is so questioning you, the integrity of the, the whole program, of the program, yeah. yeah, or or well, there's so many places it can break down, sure. right? Sure, you know, you can lose a specimen, or you know, one or make some money, or make some money, right? Yeah, and Vada charges, I think, ten thousand dollars for its equivalent testing program. They're charging about one hundred and fifty thousand. Oh for the wow! Same testing, so we'll see. We'll see what, what well, comes so we'll out. see how that goes. But I mean, but, that that sounds like almost you know. Uh, like two businesses, you know, bashing each other. No? It does. It's it. It was. Well, it sounds like. It sounds like. I mean, the uh, next thing we're gonna hear is that Vada paid for Tommy House's research. It's AT and T and Verizon fighting. Fucking food industry did to us. I forgot what side note, and I, and I didn't ever mean to say this, but I I, I forgot what. It wasn't AT and T or Verizon, but it was one of the more discount ones that come up, and and they showed the the map of the United States with the the coverage was in green or whatever it was, and then the writing underneath says map does not show actual coverage. Yeah. And what the hell did you just put that? That's was that Sprint? Is that that? What? That's. <laughs> So what are you showing the well, map they t- for? They told you. They told, yeah, they they told you. Right, you yeah. Just because you thought this yeah, was, right, we right. cover this. You didn't read the, fi- you didn't read the fine print. Right. Yeah. Jack, 
J- Jackie, uh, Jackie, and then we're getting out of here. Seasons change. She writes, "Thanks for a fun show. My husband George, oh my husband Jorge, yeah. is a big fan. I like the blend of friends talking MMA and other stuff. Summer left and fall comes in, bringing Halloween. My kids are talking about what they want to be. What did you guys dress up as on Halloween?" Buzz. <laughs> I think the last time I went to a Halloween party, I was dressed up as Elvis. As Elvis? As Elvis. Let me see if I can find a picture of that. I think I just saw that. Oh, that My mother great. just gave me that. But she found some old photos, but man, that was years ago. Dr. Sherry, you still dress up? I do not still okay. dress up, no. Okay. <laughs> some people still dress up. I do not. No, no you, uh, when was the last time you dressed up, Doc? No, I don't know how many years ago. Lots and lots. I can remember a couple of Jimi Hendrix ones. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. That's funny. Uh-huh. Jimi Hendrix. Did you, did you have like the, um, when I was growing up, it was more like you could just buy like the little plastic masks that made your face hot. Remember those? Like it oh, was yeah. just like an elastic in the back and you yeah. could be like a stormtrooper or whatever thing was happening at the Popeye or whatever. There he is. There he is. Elvis. I got to tell you, I couldn't even. You make a great Elvis there. That was like a couple years ago. Yeah, I'm saying somewhere in the 80s. Wow. Somebody made me that costume, too. I don't even know who the hell it was. But that was it. Who was that? Elvis. That was to Jackie. Jackie. Jackie E. And shout out to your husband, Jorge. And Jackie, I think the last that time I, I dressed for Halloween, a few years after getting out of the military, I would use that as an excuse <laughs> that one time a year I'd put on the uniform. And I didn't stop for any other reason. It stopped fitting. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uniforms shrink after you get out. And it, it stopped fitting, Jackie. But, yes, yeah, summer is gone. Here in New York, I, I love my new Henzo Gracie sweatshirt. I hate that I had to wear it. It was a chilly day today. And, um, and yeah, summer's gone. And, and, and hopefully your kids have a happy and safe Halloween. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can fit into that Elvis costume. Yeah, give it a, <laughs> a work. I get my ankle in there. I have my, my military, the, my beret, uh, uh, our, our uh, security forces beret, I can still fit in. But that's, nice. that's, that's probably it. Hey, be sure to check out Ray Longo and the Anakin Florian podcast. Where I'm, uh, I'm sure I can't believe that they haven't talked to you about about the Logan Paul Sage Northcut thing. I, I think that they would find it very interesting. Uh, your take on it, your you know, take I, on I, the boxing. I, I uh, you know, I, I talked to a couple of people. It wasn't in this field. wasn't like people were jumping all over it. They had to kind of be reminded: is that the gamer? Is you know? So wow. I guess there's a whole nother. There's so I, much money, so much. So, like, and there's so many people that you could do that type of numbers, and people still don't know who the fuck you are. It's crazy. It's 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 incredible. Sky's the limit. Let's go. Sky's for it. the limit. We so gotta you check come out up with something. Ray Longo online. Ray Longo MMA. If you guys if you guys beg enough, I'm sure he'll post that Elvis picture. Longo and Weidman, MMA.com for the website. You don't have to beg. I'll put it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm Steve Maraboli, one word. SteveMaraboli.com. You can find us there. Check out onit.com slash MMA beyond. Dr. Sherry, how can they find you? We're breaking it down. We're breaking it down on Instagram. Uh, Doc.Sherry is the handle. 
doc.sherry is the handle. Wait, doc, dot or doc, doc? Doc Doc Goose? No, I don't even know. I thought you had a speech impediment. What is it? Doc Doc Dot Like Doc period. Can we get a normal guest in here, please? We have MT Resig. Now we got Duck Duck Goose. What is going on? Check out Duck Duck Goose for all of Doc Sherry's wisdom. Doc Sherry. What is it? I'll never find it. I, I know that for sure. <laughs> you know, I'll probably go to look for that, and I'll come up with empty Rasig. That's what I'll find instead. Yeah, and congrats again to Steve Lee, Pumi, Aljo, Adam, and... Uh, the you, Funk Master. The Funk Master, and you'll all be listening to the show on 9-11 week, so don't forget, shout out to everybody who's who's been touched, inspired by, hurt by, in any way. 9-11, nearly 3,000 people. Uh, on that day, including over 400 first responders. And, of course, Jenny Nadell, always thinking of you. Love you, buddy. Thank you for everything you are. And uh, everybody listening, check out MMAandBeyond.com. Give us five-star rating, please, so more and more people listen to it so that uh, we can inspire, empower, inform, and entertain more. This is MMA and Beyond. We'll catch you next time.